Welcome back to Using My Degree. I'm your host, Ollie, and we're here for my second solo episode before I head off to Florida. Well, by the time you're listening to this, I'll probably be home from Florida, but because I won't be able to record during my trip, I am giving this to you now. During my episode with Daniel Corpez, I promised slash teased an episode of me sitting by myself talking about Fred 2 and its impact upon the youth watching it because of how it discusses Korean culture and examines Korean cuisine. Which is weird, you know? I didn't expect that level of depth coming from a movie from 2011 that didn't do it in the... Well, it wasn't the most racist thing. The, the, the episode in the... Ma- that, not the episode. Oh my god, they don't shut up ever. If you hear a background noise that happens to town talking, it's my family. Because even when I say, please be quiet, they don't. But it's okay. I love them. And if you may have noticed from the last episode, these are going to probably be the only episodes without dog barks. Oh well. Oh my god. Where was I? Oh yeah. So, Fred 2's portrayal of Korean cuisine was not racist, or at least not in ways that I could notice overtly. Thank god. The scene where Fred goes to a Mandarin restaurant for garlic sauce is uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. I'm not sure if it's exactly racist, but it's very uncomfortable to watch. Which I guess is the point. Oh, and he deep fries a sock in this one. Fills it with sprinkles and shit. Not like shit, you know what I mean. Do you? I don't know. I have trouble picking up what people mean too. Anyway, Fred 2 is a movie about a young boy named Fred going through life, and he's probably queer, but he hasn't figured that one out yet. In this strange 2011 blockbuster that hit Nickelodeon, Fred must uncover the secrets of his new high school, I'm assuming high school music teacher, Mr. Devlin, and his insane, wild assumption that Oh no, his past music teacher must have been murdered by Mr. Devlin, and that Mr. Devlin is a vampire. And of course this isn't the case, which is a spoiler in and of itself. I guess I'll put in the description, warning, spoilers for Fred 2 ahead. (laughs) But, I don't know, it's been like 11 years. I'm sorry, I lost my place, my family was speaking really loud. Um, From there, the movie follows Fred. As he goes about his daily life, also John Cena is there, and is surprisingly an amazing actor in this. I don't know how he pulled that one off. Actually, no, I know exactly how he pulled that one off. He's John Cena. He can do anything. And so, Fred's mother is a sad alcoholic. Fred himself is probably a child with a birth defect. Fred's father is absent. And because of all of these factors and more, the movie gets weird fast. (laughs) Fred's rival is Kevin, who he probably has sexual tension with. Fred unwittingly becomes friends with Kevin's sister, who he becomes friends with after assuming she's a ghost and after he flips off a balcony. It's a whole thing. It's very strange. His best friend's name is Bertha, which seems very antique considering the time it came out. Bertha's previous actor had been replaced from the first movie to the second one because of reasons. 
I don't know, Nickelodeon's weird. I think the her previous actress was Jeanette McCurdy. If you've read Jeanette McCurdy's new book, I'm Glad My Mom Died, which you all should read, you'll understand why. And so with this, the plot line is basically, Fred goes to music class, fuck, Fred goes to music class, old teacher's gone, new teacher is there, new teacher is suspicious. Fred, very suspicious of suspicious guy, goes on a quest to prove suspicious guy is actually a murderer. There's several dream sequences. There's one point where there's an actual WWE show going on with John Cena and Fred as a tag team up against Mr. Devlin and Kevin paired together as a vampire duo in front of an actual live audience. This was not like staged or anything. This is for an act. This is for, what am I saying? This is for a real wrestling match, which of course was staged, but you know. That ends up with Fred going to a weird invisibility cloak, or was it before? I don't know. I watched the movie literally a night before I interviewed Daniel. It was a whole thing. Oh god. But yeah. So Fred goes on this quest. He oh, he sees what his goggles, uh, devil and burying something. Turns out that thing he was burying was kimchi, which Fred misconstrues as a woman named kimchi has been murdered and Devlin has killed her. I have been speaking at length about Fred too. I really hope I haven't lost anyone. I probably have. That's fine. This is not an ingredient podcast anymore. <laughs> I'm just gonna skip ahead a little bit. Fred goes to music recital. Um, his dream sequence, he perfe- perfectly sprays all the vampires with garlic sauce after a very, very uncomfortable scene at a Mandarin restaurant. He sprays them all garlic sauce. He's the king. All the vampires die. Girl is safe. Hooray. Whereas in in the actual, Fred is having a mental health crisis and spraying random people with garlic sauce. And it's supposed to be funny. It is not. (laughs) We move on from there to being um, Mr. Devlin feeling sorry for Fred because of defects, we're going to call him. And invites Fred over for dinner at his house. Fred agrees, but only on the suspicion that he can prove that Mr. Devlin is in fact a vampire. Fred is having a live video feed going the entire time, which several of his classmates who fucking hate him click on. (laughs) And you would think, oh, I hate this person, and they're doing a live stream and they sent me an email? I'm gonna ignore it. No, all of these people are weird. Fred gets um, over to Devlin's house, looking suspiciously in. Mr. Devlin is playing the piano and invites Fred in as a whole thing. Fred, after Mr. Devlin goes to check on dinner, walks around the house fearfully, just videotaping everything, all of Mr. Devlin's weird little knickknacks and his strange costumes and these elaborate dresses. And Fred's thinking, oh god, this guy's gonna fucking kill me. But in more kid-friendly terms. And then, as Mr. Devlin walks in outside, like, oh, part of dinner is in the backyard. To which Fred is like, okay, I guess we're going to be um, eating dead bodies. Whoops. They go into the backyard. Mr. Devlin hands Fred a shovel. And they start to dig up kimchi. Fred, feeling sick to his stomach, thinking, uh-oh, this is a dead girl, says, you know what? I'm going to go wash my hands. I've always been taught to wash my hands before I eat dinner. To which Mr. Devlin's like, okay. Weird child. Have fun with that. 
And so Fred runs in, panicked, like he usually is, in his annoyingly high-pitched squeaky voice, screaming into the live stream, Oh God, we're gonna he's gonna make me eat a dead body. He killed some girl named Kim Chi, as I've mentioned previously. Um, and then like all good things, um, all good things come to an end as he then presses up against the panel into a secret room and ends up surrounded by raw and bloody meat, which sa- seems suspicious. More than just a little, but I've been rambling for 10 minutes, so I'm keeping all of this. <laughs> you, I'm sorry if I've lost people. Where was I? Oh yeah. So you got Fred stuck in this random room. Mr. Devlin comes in after hearing the commotion. In a traditional Korean um, Korean attire, mostly a traditional costume, which I the meaning all, is lost on me as I did not do any googling before starting this. Whoops, because I'm doing this all in a rush. And Fred freaks out, drops his phone into a pot of boiling water, and live stream ends with Mr. Devlin's t- terrifying face in traditional Korean headdress, looking horrifying. To which everyone who's watching the live stream assumes that Fred has been murdered. Mr. Devlin then explains his Korean heritage to Fred, which is where we'll pick up. And so, Mr. Devlin is a white man, which may surprise some of you, considering I was talking about him as if he were Korean this entire time. Have I? I don't really recall. I have been kind of interrupted at least 17 different times. And so, he explains to Fred that when he was a young boy, his father was stationed in Korea and took him with him, and... When he was there, he learned about Korean cuisine, learns more about Korean culture, Korean cuisine. He learns about bulgogi and is so enthusiastic about it, he brings it back. He brings the recipe that he learned while there back with him to the United States. And while he misses Korea, he wants to have a special connection to it beyond just the food. So he takes up music lessons and learns traditional Korean music. but mostly learns how to play the piano. And it's actually really heart touching. His story, the way it's presented, despite the fact that there's a whiny little man sitting next to him the entire time looking on in horror and being an asshole. And it really shocked me when I first listened and saw this listened to and saw this movie when I was a kid, that typically a lot of things regarding other people's cultures in media, especially children's media, when I was growing up, tend to be gags or just cut into really racist shit for whatever reason. I guess it's just a product of its time, but for this, it surprised me that they gen- they went for the genuine article. They made sure that they cared enough about the culture to present it in a way that didn't seem absolutely shitty. And Fred Tu's take on Korean cuisine and Korean culture caught me by surprise. It actually inspired me to try Korean food when I was a kid, and I'm someone who had many food aversions. I refused to eat a lot of things because I didn't know if I would like the texture or the taste because my brain goes, stop eating that whenever I put something in my mouth that's the wrong texture. I probably have a different problem, but we're not going to get into that one now. And so... I tried bulgogi, beef bulgogi, when I was a kid, and I loved it. And whenever I have it, I think of Fred too, Night of Living Fred. And it's actually inspired me to learn more about Korean culture, about Korean, more about Korean cuisine, 
there's now a new Korean-French fusion up the block from where I live that I can't wait to try with our my other co-host, Soso, when she gets back from... She's also in Florida, by the way. We, this was a rough week for our schedules to align. They did not. But, yeah. I would not have been as interested in or more curious about Korean food if it wasn't for a weird movie about a, a 2007 internet star in its sequel that happened to be good. It wasn't good. It was not good. It was actually terrible. It was a terrible movie. I found it for free with ads somewhere. But the message about Korean cuisine still remained the same. And there's someone behind me now. Hello, Brown. Hey. Yeah, I'm talking about um, Korean culture as um, portrayed by Fred Two, Night of the Living Fred. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do not recommend the movie. Really? It was one of those 2011 movies that was not great. There's one really uncomfortable scene where the main character goes into a Mandarin restaurant and it's a whole, you know, it's a product of its time. But there was an entire segment where one of the main, ca- the main antagonist actually sits down with the main, um, the main protagonist and is like, well, this is actually a traditional headdress from Korea. And explains it and how his father was stationed in Korea when he was a child and how he learned about the cuisine and the culture when he was growing up. And moved back a few years later. What? Yeah, I'm talking to Oliver. Okay. Good night, Brown. Good night, Brown. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that was my upstairs neighbor, Brown, who was an absolute delight. Which, um, I forgot my spot. I will move into this. I guess I'll finish off with I was completely and utterly surprised with the sincerity of which they presented Mr. Devlin's take on Korean culture and why he was so interested in it. And that got to me and how I got interested in it. And yeah, that's basically it. This wasn't about food like it typically is, at least not in the traditional way that we do it here. But I'm glad it exists. More more so the Fred movie than this episode. Th- thank you for listening to this complete and utter mess of an episode. I'm your host, Ollie. And I'll probably be accompanied by someone else next time I record. And I'm going to be gone in September from September 4th to September 24th because I'll be back up at school for one last course. But in that time, I'm going to try to put out some very special episodes, namely with professors and chefs of mine that have decided that this entire weird shitpost show was interesting enough to join. And I'm grateful for them too. Oh god, everyone's loud tonight. But, um, thank you for listening. I'll see you next week.